Okay. We're in some sleepy little shithole town, as Matthew's uh, Rage calls it, in the south of France. Uh, we just mm -hmm. got a bed and breakfast. Uh, uh, we had a bed and breakfast, rather, I should say. But now we have a, a actual B&B, &B, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we got a nice room and stuff. Yeah, a double bed. I'm going to have to share a bed here. And uh, it's nice. It's nice. Well, we just ordered some pizza, man. It was fucking horrible. I was told French make good pizza. Do not get pizza if you go in France, if this is anything like... I, I think Pizza Hut has better pizza. You know, if I was back in the States, I'd fucking take it back and throw it at them. Uh, I wouldn't serve it to a rat. Anyway, now, we made our assault yesterday on uh, Mount Seagull. Uh, it was uh, a thing of beauty. Uh, we have a video filmed by Orage uh, at the top. Uh, like we had a team of people. Uh, uh, it was like uh, everybody's younger than me. Uh, you know, I'm 64. I smoke a lot. Uh, and when I looked up at this mountain, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Uh, it's like a freaking maybe 1,500 meters vertical, straight up. Uh, I was like, oh no. I know a rage climbs like a fucking mountain goat. He's from the mountainous regions of, of actually in Attendorn. If you want to go to the store, you've got to climb a, uh, like a 500 meter hill uh, to, to, to get back to his house or to go down. And, and uh, that's what everybody does there. And uh, a rage is very, very good. In. Uh, so I know he'd be fine. Uh, we have John Valentine Lee with us, who's a much younger man. Uh, He's, he's like in his uh, lower 50s, and uh, he's in very good shape. So these two, they, they led the way. And they had a nine-year-old kid that uh, my friend, uh, our friend, our friend, the writer, Joe, is uh, taking him like, uh, it's like a Get Straight program, and he's taking him camping all over France and stuff. Uh, it's very nice. The, uh, seemingly, uh, they have, a, a you know, like these kids, problem kids, uh, they'll give them to a, uh, uh, well, pay money. Uh, the parents obviously have to have money, and I guess the state supplements it. And, uh, they're, they're taking all over the country, uh, and uh, you know the, he's been camping out with this kid for months. Uh, you know, taking him all over Basra, you know, to France and stuff. Uh, you know, and uh, this kid was running up and down the mountain like a fucking billy goat. Uh, you know, uh, so I had these three guys in front of me, or two guys and a kid. And I, I, uh, Joe, who's a, you know, he's an experienced camper. He's a rail thin, uh, very strong-looking six-foot-four man. He's like, he was behind me the whole way in case I fell. Yeah, well, if you, the French are like, there's no cover charge uh, or anything to go up this Mansiga. Uh, the French are like, if you think you can do it, go ahead. You know, uh, you fall, it's on you. Uh, and let me tell you, you take a wrong step. Uh, the rocks are slippery. It's like a regular mountain climb, uh, and uh, you take a wrong step, and you're plunging to your death, man. And you're going straight down. Uh, so we hit we hit the thing about seven o'clock, and of course, a rage set a, a, a you know a, a, a vicious pace because we had to make it to the top and back down before it got dark. I hate to come down that thing in the dark, uh, and uh, I was following them. Uh, and uh, the kid was running around us, chasing lizards and worms and whatever. There's all kinds of wildlife. Uh, uh, these, uh, there's a lot of uh, 
uh, what they call Lucerna lizards and stuff, uh, and uh, they're all over the castle top, at the ruins on top. But in any case, uh, you know, about halfway up, freaking, I was sweating bullets. I Man, I must have three, lost three gallons of sweat. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was like really windy, man. Uh, and uh, I stopped, I had to pee. And when I peed, I peed, uh, I peed blood, man. I've never done that before. Uh, I, I peed blood on, on Sega. I wonder if that's got any cult significance. Because, you know, I don't give up easy, and I continued, and uh, I made it to the top. And uh, we looked. We actually did, uh, uh, we stayed up there for quite a while. We, uh, by the time we went down, the sun was setting. The sun was set in France at like 9 o'clock. So we spent, uh, I, I guess it took us a half hour, 40 minutes to get up there. And uh, we photographed it uh, extensively. Uh, Orage did video with the camera, and... Uh, it was, uh, you know, we, we have the video, Orage will edit it, and uh, Phil will put it up on the human. These stuff that's going up at Substack will all be edited, and the good stuff will be put on the human. Uh, you know, I told you I wasn't going to publish on Substack, but it's just very easy for me to do. We're just outside in the street, there's some kind of festival going on, and, you know, I had a few beers, and I got that lousy pizza, I'm pissed. Uh, so, that was my dinner, man. After, uh, well, I'll tell you what happened last night. After my assault, uh, uh, well, I, I did get duck. I did get duck. I got some of the best duck I ever ate, actually, in a restaurant over there at, at Monsiga. There's, it's a sleepy little town. It's very Bohemian. Uh, beautiful, beautiful place. Well, probably the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And uh, we uh, we rented a bed and breath this place so we could make this assault on the castle we're not working with a lot of time and stuff uh to, to get to the top so uh we got there and uh you know there's this guy he's a fake bohemian i guess uh he's running this bed and breath just and uh they were paying like 35 dollars how much was it uh a uh, uh, person or age 45 a person do you remember the name of the place Orage doesn't want me to say the name of the place because you're going to find out why. But in any case, uh, this guy, uh, you know, right away he starts reading us the law and he's telling we can't drink our own beers. Uh, you know, uh, first of all, we're not freaking tourists, you know. Uh, uh, you heard the motorcycle go by. This, this is a different kind of room. It's right over the street. It's very, there's a lot, a lot of activity going on. But you get some of the feel of France. So in any case, right away, this guy starts reading this law. We can't have a, uh, we had to put our beers in the refrigerator. We had to beg him to uh, put our melted, like, French cheese in his refrigerator. And uh, I, I, you know, to get online, I, I figured I, I, I'd, uh, you know, shine him a bit. So I ordered a beer from him, and he's like, five euros for a damn beer. I was like, oh, this guy's a chupacabra. And, I, I, you know, uh, so... You know, like I said, I was sweating like a pig and all this. I had showered in a couple of days. Uh, so I, I, I went up and I took a shower. When I got back, I found out he had already, uh, and he had went further. Uh, you know, he had, uh, we had the kid with us and he wanted the kid to pay twelve fifty for a damn breakfast, probably a croissant and a cup of coffee. Uh, so, you know, I was like, eh, this guy's not what he try he's trying to be or, or trying to appear to be. You know, he's not no bohemian. He's a freaking shlomo. Uh, 
he's not really a Shlomo, but he's a wannabe Shlomo. So the night proceeded. I had bought some bourbon, and let me tell you guys, do not drink bourbon with an Englishman. Uh, you know, uh, or or uh, you know, it's, the bourbon's a little different from Scotch and gin and stuff. Uh, it's got a different reaction in the system. So uh, we're outside, and he, this guy's turning off the lights. It's like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock at night, and, and you know, like because we're too loud or something, you know. We're paying him all this freaking money, and we can't. And we're talking in really a whisper, you know. We're respecting all his rules, like I said, uh, buying beer and stuff. So man, even after I took a shower, I, I had to actually, uh, I had to call John Valentine Lee uh, on the phone so he could come and get me. Because you're in the dark, you know, this is on a mountainside. I could walk off a damn cliff with this trail there. Yeah, it was very dangerous. It was very dangerous. And, and he came back and got me because he has a flashlight phone. And uh, he walked me up to the front. And uh, we're drinking. And, and there's this woman banging windows uh, up above us. And Sister Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister Monica, uh, uh, John Valentine Lee calls her. Uh, anyway. Uh, we got tired of that, and then he turned off all the lights outside, you know, uh, so we, we go up to our, our, our room, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, I'm feeling very good, I, you know, I made it up to this, this uh, like I said, the bulk of this will be on, on the human, but I'm feeling very good about myself, so we, we're doing uh, bourbon, shot, uh, shots of bourbon with Coke, you know, it's Chase's, I, I do it with Coke Chase's, uh, and I managed to find some Jim Bean in France, uh, you know, where they don't really know what bourbon is. And uh, John Valentine Lee's getting drunk. Uh, I, was, I wasn't really that drunk. Uh, we did about 10 shots, man. Maybe more, I don't know. We finished off a bottle and a half, almost bottle and three quarters. And, you know, we're whispering, man, because, like, we're not children, and, uh, you know, we're trying to respect this guy's rules. And, and the next thing I know, this guy, he walks right into the room, like, like, you know, in the United States, uh, if you, you pay somebody for a room and they, they walk into your room, that's fucking breaking and entering. You don't have permission. John Valentine Lee said in England as well. So that was like, whoa, you know, uh, this happened. I put the chain on the door. He was complaining that we were being too loud. I put the chain on the door and I said, if this happens again, I'm going to have to step to this freaking guy because I, I had had it. You know, charging the kid twelve fifty for the breath, this was like the final straw anyway with him. Uh, so, next thing I know, John goes outside to take a leak, uh, you know, because in the darkened hallway, you know, there's no lights or nothing. He doesn't have lights. Uh, and uh, I hear banging. I'm like, oh, my God, here it goes. Because John was like, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. You know, and, and he had made remarks about English people to me before that. Uh, you know, like, it's always the Englishman, you know. Uh, so, you know, the two aren't, like, getting along anyway. So, so John, like, went out there, and uh, somehow they got in a big argument. Uh, so, right away, I just started putting my shoes on. I packed everything up. I rage grabbed all the camera gear and stuff. Uh, and and we, 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 it was like a military operation. We packed everything. And then I went outside to see what was going on. And, you know, the guy is screaming at John, and John is screaming back. Uh, and the guy is down, like it's like like I said, it's on a mountainside, so there's multiple staircases and shit. And the guy's on the next floor down. Uh, and the next thing I know, he's charging up the stairs with a baseball bat. 
And the French don't play baseball. This baseball bat was, uh, Rage said he'd seen it by the door. Uh, and uh, it was kind of funny, man. It was, it was hilarious, as a matter of fact. Uh, John, in one move, disarmed him, took the baseball bat away from him, and gave him a spinning back kick, and he went bouncing down the freaking flight of stairs. Uh, <laughs> 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 that was, <laughs> it was like, oh my God. I thought he killed him or something, you know. Orange uh, said he'd seen him later. Uh, but anyway, it, he did come back, and he was like trying to get the baseball bat back because I took it from John, and he's trying to get the baseball bat back, and I know. Like, you know, he called the police. He said, I'm calling the police. I'm calling. We didn't pay him, luckily. We didn't pay him. So, actually, it turned out to be a, a watershed for us. Well, you know, we stayed for free. I took a nice shower, whatever. But in any case, he said, I'm calling the police. And uh, I, I, he's trying to take the baseball back from me because I took it uh, and I was holding it. And uh, I was like, no, you're not getting this. Don't make me have to punch you out. Uh, and, uh, you know, I held on to it. He was a very strong man. And uh, so we leave. And he's saying, I'm going to police. I'm calling the police. And I'm like, dude, you just attacked him with a baseball bat. What are you going to tell the police? That he wouldn't let you hit him over the head with a baseball bat? Uh, but this guy was like stupid or something. I don't know. And he went and he called the police. So John is so damn drunk. He, like, like me and Orange had the bulk of, of all this stuff, and we had some beers up there, like a half case of beer or something. And John is carrying the beer, and he kept, he, all you heard was bottles falling out of the box as he's walking down this darkened road, because we were going down to the park where uh, there's camping. And we were going to sit with our, uh, Joe, who had the, you know, he, was, he had a camp set up there. Uh, so uh, I kept having to go back and get John uh, every time I heard a bottle broke, because he kept dropping bottles and stuff. He was laying in the street and stuff, and I I managed to get him. I got we got him down to uh, this picnic bench where he proceeded to pass out promptly. And he was laying there sleeping with his gut hanging out and his freaking tank top and shorts in the grass right by the picnic bench. And sure enough, uh, I see a light. I see a light and then more lights, and I know it's I know it's the police. And I see them searching around and stuff, and I'm like. No, no, here we go. But I had the baseball bat there, you know, and it was up on the picnic bench. And uh, you know, uh, finally the police found us. Uh, you know, they came down, there was three of them. And let me tell you, th these are not the same type of cops that you will find in England or, uh, or, or America. These are not Israeli, uh, trained by Israeli terrorists and stuff. These were decent men, three decent men. And uh, as soon as I told them, well, he, you know, one of them spoke English, and I, you know, I, I did this for a living for 15 years. I know how to do it. I addressed the guy who was a sergeant, and I said, even though he didn't speak any English, he knew that I knew he was an authority, and I said, you know, what do you want me to do? I says, I, 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 this guy attacked him with a baseball bat. And he's like, yeah, well, the guy speaks English. I said, like, well, yeah, well, there's a bat right there. He says, like, can we have the bat? Yeah, take it. That's uh, that's why I kept it, so you guys could take it. I said, this is evidence. And Ray said, yeah, you know, uh, uh, please, uh, I don't want this given back to him. This is evidence. Uh, we can sue you. Uh, we can not sue you. We can sue him. Uh, I mean, this guy attacked us with a baseball bat. So the cops are like, you know, well, we're not going to do anything. We're going to leave. Don't worry about it. 
and they made a wage, and I showed them the, all the licenses and stuff, which we did. Uh, and uh, uh, actually, uh, I told him John is sleeping, and there's no sense waking him up. He's too drunk to talk to you anyway. So, you know, they, these guys, well, like I said, they're decent dudes. They, you know, they, they know the guy's drunk. He's laying there snoring in front of them, and there's the cops there. Most people in the campground, like, yeah, they, I'm trying to sleep. I'm like, you know, the police are here. You're yelling at you stupid asses. And the cops are like, calm down, calm down. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they took our, our, our information, and they left with the baseball bat. And that was the end of that. And we end up, uh, these guys, they slept in the car. I slept with them. There's three guys sleeping in the car. I finally, I managed to drag John to the car for two hours. I couldn't even get him in the car. He was sleeping in his grass. And, you know, O'Rage is the world champion, Snora. You know, but, uh, John Valentine Lee was giving him a run for his money. I could not sleep, man. I slept maybe an hour. And this shows you what a light sleeper I am because... Uh, up on the road, the bakery starts getting in at 5.30 in the morning. I guess these guys were going to work, and, and they had the, uh, I heard them, and it woke me up, and that was my hour's sleep. That I've gotten, that's the only hour I've gotten since that assault on Montsega, okay? That, this is like, <laughs> I am dying to go to sleep, that's all. And uh, so, I, 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 uh, I, 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 we spent the rest of the day, uh, we, we changed, obviously, we changed our, our, our location, uh, and we're in this little town, a sleepy little town, really bad pizza, and a really nice atmosphere, uh, and we were just out there, and uh, I really did nothing except go to a beautiful mountain lake, and uh, we, so we hung out there, and uh, Joe set up a new camp with the kid, and uh, we will make an assault on those caves tomorrow, uh, so... Uh, that that will that will be a you know that's tomorrow's agenda. I'm going to go to sleep after this, and uh, you know uh, I will. Uh, that, that that that's you know that's that's my communique for today. Uh, oh, and as a side note, you know Edwin, oh, our Edwin, he blew my mind today, man. He says to me. With a big laughing face, that wasn't Matthews. That wasn't O'Rage in your room the other day. Now, there was things I didn't say on that video. And all, all Edwin knows or E knows is, is, is what, what, I, what I said on that video because I hadn't talked to him. Uh, what happened is I, I went out by, by the window to smoke a cigarette. And I'm looking down. And there's this beautiful, beautiful young Greek girl. She's like 17. And uh, she hangs out across the street, and uh, she's standing under the window. It's 2.30 in the morning. The door is opened. I told you what happened with the lights on the audio. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, how did O'Rage get back to sleep, his door closed like that, snoring away? And like at the minute, it took me to get that light turned on. And the door is open, and somebody... Maybe went out into the street. Now, if anything, you know who I know. I you know I know who you are. I, I don't want you playing games like that with me. Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that again. That's a message to you personally. Don't ever do that again. And I will leave you you all with that. Uh, and tomorrow, hopefully, we'll find something in those caves. Uh, 
we may stay two days looking at those caves. Uh, this trip is, it's been so cool. It's been so cool. And uh, I, I, I really, I, I'm really enjoying myself, yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, it's costing me money to do this. Uh, but I got to wait till I get back to Crossville and stuff like that. Uh, O'Rage has uh, done all kinds of video already, and he will do more. And uh, Phil will, will embed it on the human. Don't worry, we're going to do a real professional job with this whole thing. Uh, one of the things, John Valentine Lee, in between kicking French uh, bed and breakfast providers down flights of stairs, had found was there was there was a hole in the upper reaches of the uh, ruins of the castle, and somebody was obviously digging there. And uh, John Valentine Lee had done the measurements and stuff, and he, it was almost exactly due north of 332 degrees from the center of the, the ruins of the castle to that hole. Now, somebody obviously thought they knew where the grail was, and uh, they dunked there. Like I said, the French authorities don't care what you do up there, and they don't care if you get down even, you know. Uh, there's no, no safeguards or nothing, and lots of people are doing it. Uh, Somebody went up there, and somebody dug there, looking for the grail. And people, I'm sorry, Battle Run found the grail a long time ago. I don't know what you thought you were going to find. But it's a rather substantial hole, and we have the pictures. Like I said, a lot of that's going to be posted on the Yeoman. I'm not going to waste my time with this, this stupid-ass sub-stack. Uh, and uh, if you, anybody has got, like, some money to contribute to this expedition, uh, you know, we, we could use it. Uh, we're running on a shoestring budget, like I said. I stayed in a commune, man. Uh, and uh, that was another funny story. I'll, I'll end it with that story. You know, this is a, they're all like Marxists and stuff at this commune, and they, anarchists, whatever they want to call themselves. And O'Rage uh, had warned me because his sister is one of the biggest people. And, you know, her sister said, don't start a revolution there. Don't really be talking to people. And so we sit down with this kid, you know, uh, and uh, he's asking me if I'm American. And, you know, I started going through my political beliefs and the persecution that I've suffered for the last 10 years because of them. You know, and so he starts opening up. He's a German kid. He's about 26, 27. He's got a seven or eight-year-old kid running around his commune. Second generation. Uh, his wife was uh, Swiss, you know. Uh, by the way, the Swiss finance a lot of this, you know. They, these people are like useful idiots to them. And what O'Rage asked me not to do, he starts doing. And he's like interrogating this kid, like, do you know anything about history? You know, it was like, it got really, it got heated. And the kid got up and he walked away, you know, because uh, O'Rage was making an asshole out of him. The kid is trying to claim he's a, he says he's a, I'm an anarchist. And O'Rage is like, well, you know. He, he supports the war in the Ukraine. He thinks journalism in Europe is completely free. Uh, and, you know, like he's taking money from the Swiss. Who are, you know, the Swiss are right up there with Shlomo as, as the perpetrators of the mess we're in. Uh, and, of course, they're financing these kind Like I said, with these communes, the useful idiots. And so this kid ended up storming away, and O'Rage ended up doing what he asked me not to do. Uh, so it was kind of hilarious. Uh, and uh, that's that's how we left that, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I says to him, uh, you know, like I think we should kill the billionaires. And he's like, Oh no, oh no. You know, that's where he's getting his Swiss money from. His wife is Swiss. So, uh, you know, like 
What kind of anarchists are you? you, you you're defending billionaires? You're defending a war in the Ukraine that, that is killing the best in both uh, uh, of the Russians and the Ukrainians? Uh, damn, man. Uh, the real anarchists that fought the Civil War in Spain are probably rolling over in their graves. Uh, this kid looked like he never had a fight in the schoolyard. He looked like he never, uh, he obviously never read a history book. He started like almost crying when, when the rage asked him, do you know anything about history? You know, and this is this is what you're doing. This is what you're dealing with with the woke. So I'm I'm going to leave you with that, and uh, we'll do more broadcasts. And don't forget, I'm going to put the best stuff on the human. But this is just to keep you guys, you know, appraised. Uh, I'll post the pictures I have, but we have way better pictures taken by Lorraine, a professional photographer. We have video recording. All that will be on Substack. Good night. Good night from France.